0: get the kids to school okay?
1: No, I forgot where it was, actually, and I dropped the kids off in Hull.
0: Ah. Well, it will not surprise me. Managed to forget to turn up to Max's thing yesterday.
1: Look, don't have a go, all right? Mum's already been pecking my head about
0: that. You know how much it meant to him.
1: just mind your own business, Sarah?
0: Family is my business. Do you know, if you spend more time with your kids, less time wandering around like some nocturnal tramp. Yeah, Mum told me you're such
1: Welcome to episode 103 of The Talk of the Street, an unofficial Coronation Street catch-up podcast that reckons any time Leanne and Toy are drinking tea together and one of them predicts something's going to happen, you can bet that the opposite will be true by the end of the scene. I'm Gavin. I'm sleepy. Oh, so, so very sleepy. So very sleepy. It's 10.20. Ugh. So We're, we're a little late. A little late.
0: <laughs> and usually on these days, I wake up before you and have the coffee made already and have done a few things. No, yeah, you're up at 8 o'clock. Take
1: and what typically wakes me up is you wrapping boxes up or taping boxes up. Yeah. Just just because. But I,
0: I don't know, last night, the night before last, I was up until like two o'clock in the morning binge watching Drag Race and just <laughs> kind of had to force myself to turn it off and, and come to come to bed because it's just, it's a thing that makes me very happy. I don't think
1: I've ever watched it. No, you haven't. I think I've wandered into the living room (laughs) as you were watching it, looked at the TV, and without remark, just walked walked away. away. (laughs) I don't think it's my cup of tea. Yeah,
0: it's not for everybody, but it just, I don't know. I, I don't know what it is, but dry queens have always made me happy. They just, they're so delightful and so warm funny.
1: It, it must be possible to be a drag queen and a utter shit, though.
0: Oh, yeah. well. Right. Okay. But on the whole, they are delightful people.
1: So who won? Oh, I, I don't know why I'm asking the, that. Why I'm asking that? I don't, you could say anything I to think, me right now.
0: I think the finale was last night and I didn't watch it. But And they were going to do the finale. They were going to have lip sync for your life via via zoom because
1: oh this isn't pre-recorded
0: the ones that i was watching last night were pre-recorded but uh, speaking of drag queens who are who are real shits one of the drag queens um this season was caught catfishing men on the internet and so was disqualified
1: let me try and remember what catfishing is Catfishing is when you pretend to be someone else. Correct. And an attempt to get one's hole.
0: Or also occasionally for financial gain okay. as well. Okay. And and other things and yes. So uh so she was disqualified but they ran the season anyway because they didn't because all the other queens had done so much work and everything but because of it they had to redo the finale because this queen would have been in the finale because she was great she's genuinely a very talented drag queen um so unfortunately she didn't get eliminated early on
1: what makes a what attributes make a talented drag queen
0: uh really good lip syncing um makeup, costume, like the whole package, really. A a, a good clean tuck.
1: <laughs> that was good the ask box and figured out. <clears throat>
0: <laughs> yeah, like the after show is called uh Drag Race Untucked, you know, and they go and, and they talk about the episode.
1: Hmm. <laughs> these don't sound like remarkable skills
0: oh they can be you know because it, it's 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 acting It's it's pantomime and you know some people are really good at that sort of thing and some people really aren't some people put on a dress and put makeup on and they don't really they don't really transform into something into something else, right? And
1: I, I, I can't imagine if I was to put on one of your dresses and slap on some makeup that I would look anything other than a, a man a, in a dress. A, 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 <laughs> a man in a dress or a hot mess. Yeah, I could probably do the lip lip syncing, but though it's
0: true, you know. But they like really get into character and stuff, and the facial expressions. The talk would
1: be just... terribly difficult, though. <laughs> Probably.
0: <laughs> I want to f- I want to find out where I can watch the uh Drag Race UK that they did cuz they had the very first UK drag race last year. And I remember there was a lot of controversy cuz there were no Scottish queens. Just English queens and Irish queens.
1: I can't I, I don't know if it's on ITV or BBC, but there's certainly certain ways we can
0: Absolutely. Not, oh, not oh, like, oh. not like, not like there aren't a million things for us to watch right now.
1: <laughs> you were watching Wacky Races of all things last night, though.
0: Well, yeah, I was watching Wacky Races because uh, we watched the new Scoob movie and <sighs> Dick Dastardly and, and-
1: inexplicably in it.
0: And, well, he's a Hanna-Barbera character.
1: Yes, but he's in his own universe. He's not in the Scooby universe. No, this is what are, fucking annoyed me about this movie.
0: They're all in the same universe.
1: I don't think they are. I don't think you've ever seen because Dick Dastardly in a Scooby-Doo show.
0: I can't remember if Dick Dastardly ever showed up, but I know that there was a Captain Caveman crossover with Scoob and the gang, you know, early on. when they Remember when they were doing those episodes where they would have, like, a special guest... Like the one with Don Knotts and the Harlem Globetrotters and Batman and Robin. I'm pretty sure there was a Captain Caveman. (gasps) The Don Knotts one was great. That's one of my favorite Scooby-Doo episodes of all time. As well as the Harlem Globetrotters one. If we're
1: being absolutely honest, Scooby-Doo, where are you? That that first run. Mm
0: -hmm. Is your favorite.
1: Is probably the only good (gasps)
0: Scooby-Doo. Apart from...
1: The first a, a pup called Scooby Doo. That's pretty funny.
0: Mhm.
1: And the two movies that they made.
0: Yeah, the two live action movies.
1: They get such a hard time. I I adore both of them.
0: Yeah, they're really good. And they're you know, they're well thought out and everything and they and, and they and they aren't afraid to make fun of themselves.
1: And they're old fashioned traditional Scooby Doo stories. It's a man in a mask. Right. Or a woman in a mask.
0: Yes yeah there's this whole uh there was a whole film theory about the fact that there's this there's this chunk of scooby-doo which is the man in the mask and then there was a period where it was actual supernatural stuff going on yeah
1: I i don't like those ones
0: you know and the fact that um like shaggy's clothes are different in the in the supernatural ones you know and and they talk about um the one movie uh, Scooby Doo and the Cyber Chase and that's kind of when things started switching over and how the and how he has uh this theory that all of the supernatural ones are actually part of like a video game that they're stuck in, that it's all part of the cyber chase thing and everything. It's very fascinating if you're really into Scooby Doo. <laughs> Which I guess I am. But <laughs> I loved the fact that they had a crossover. I love that Dick Dastardly and, and Captain Caveman showed up and um and Muttley. I I don't know if that's a spoiler or not that Mutley shows up. But Mutley is one of my favorite Hanna Barbera characters of all time. I just love that that laugh.
1: Shall we preamble dear? <laughs>
0: How did we get from I'm so sleepy to Wacky races?
1: I think we got there via Drag Queens and uh, Wacky Races.
0: Yes. And movies. And having far too much to watch. (laughs) Yes,
1: please. Give me some of that (laughs) Rory Roos. That wasn't bad, actually.
0: No, that was pretty good. I have to say, Will Forte is shaggy, just... I, I miss Casey Kasem, RIP. Right.
1: <clears throat> the guy that's doing the voice for Scooby now was the guy that did the voice for Fred for for a while.
0: Yeah, I think he was Fred and Scooby for yeah. a while, even before Casey Kasem died. But anyway, Corey news. Because Casey Kasem did the voice of Sha- of Scooby and Shaggy for a while.
1: No, he was just Shaggy. Pretty
0: sure he did Scooby for a while too. No.
1: Yeah. Rory Ruse.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Chairman Michael George's, R. Ed, has revealed that he himself and his children have dealt with similar issues with racism as are popping up in the show now.
1: I would imagine so. I think Mm -hmm. that was probably quite a typical experience. Absolutely. Sadly.
0: Recounting how very recently he had to go to his children's school to discuss racist bullying, like before the pandemic and everything. So (laughs) this is, you know... I mean, obviously he's gone through this because...
1: He's a black man.
0: There's, yeah, there's not a black person on, in I'm not going to say there's not a black par- person on Earth that hasn't dealt with racism, because I'm sure there's lots of people in African countries that would never have dealt with it. Uh, Except South Africa.
1: I don't know if i because the whole Rwandan thing it's like, kind of, how black are you? I don't know if that's more case to religion than yeah, race, though. It's because kind of sectarianism, I guess. Yeah. I, I, I'm not any anyway. near an expert on this. <laughs> no. So that's for our I'm other podcast. <laughs>
0: right. Corey has been given the green light to go back to filming by the government. However, concrete guidelines haven't been handed down for filming. Actors will still have to maintain a two-meter distance, so no kissing, fighting, or crowded bar scenes. Production may resume as early as June and part of me is happy about this and a part of me is just screaming, what the hell are you doing? It's a terrible idea. Slow your roll. I, I think that they were kind of forced into it because, which one of the three, of the big three is the BBC one? EastEnders. Yeah. Because EastEnders said, oh, they're definitely starting back in June. And so that's when Corey and... Um, Emmerdale. Emmerdale kind of looked at one another and said, well, I, I kind of guess we have to do this too if if we want to compete.
1: EastEnders stopped earlier. Yeah. Not much earlier, but earlier. So they're going to run out episodes earlier, one would One, one would, would imagine. Assume,
0: yeah.
1: I don't think it's a great idea.
0: I don't... I've, my hope is that they will have no episodes with the older members of the cast and that maybe what they'll do is they'll like lock down the, they'll go somewhere and lock down a set and have everybody just kind of live communally and you don't leave and nobody else comes in. I I know that there's a number of uh, movie productions that are planning on doing things like that.
1: That kind of sounds like you're you're a prisoner. <laughs> Doesn't it? Your prisoner being forced to make soap opera episodes,
0: <laughs> but you're getting paid for it's it. A
1: strange kind of prisoner, I guess. But
0: yeah, and they'll have like small groups, like people who would typically be filming scenes together. They they would kind of be in a pod, locked down together, and and filming just with themselves. I don't know. It just seems way far more complicated. And maybe maybe we should take a little bit more time to consider all of this.
1: Right. It just doesn't seem like it's uh, a very wise decision to make. Right. And I think I'd rather have... I'd rather have them n- safe. I'd have no Cory for a little while and everyone safe and not mm-hmm. spreading it amongst themselves and then have...
0: Or maybe it just becomes the Steve show. <laughs> Because he's already had it. <clears throat> so he's safe. So they could just film him, you know, wandering around the empty streets of Weatherfield, you know, concerned for all his friends and neighbors in lockdown. And then just have shots of people clapping in nondescript <laughs> rooms.
1: Lots of clapping.
0: Lots of clapping.
1: I've heard some uh, backlash against that from
0: doctors and nurses who are Please stop. <laughs> Please stop. Well, it's like uh, the the Blue Angels did a flyover of some hospitals and stuff, and it's like if if they're not if they're not dropping PPE from the from the skies and and <laughs> food for furloughed and homeless people, it's kind of pointless and a, we- and a waste of jet fuel.
1: Well, that's them and the Red Arrows. All over though, isn't it? It's like, oh look, it's, it's planes flying in formation.
0: Yay. Oh, squirrel. <laughs> yeah, all of this stuff is, is performative. And I guess it can help to raise people's spirits initially. But once it becomes a thing that, oh, it's time to get up and so do the thing again it. and stand outside and, mm-hmm. and clap, it kind of loses that... We're all in this together, hopeful thing.
1: It's a diminishing return, right? You know, it's the the first time it happened. It was like really moving, and right. brings a tear to to even a glass eye, right? Like nine weeks later,
0: and it's one thing, you know, because this whole thing started in Italy, where they were all getting out and clapping pots and stuff, and then singing arias to one another and stuff, but. Italy actually locked down a lot harder than than we did or mm-hmm. the United Kingdom did. So, it's a wee bit different.
1: <laughs> anyway.
0: Anyway. Oh. <laughs> I have one more piece of news. That's right. <laughs> Finally. Former Quarry star Philip Middlemiss. Who played Des Barnes for eight years is wanted for questioning in a bribery scandal in Ghana involving three Airbus planes. It just goes to show you could take the boy out of the drama, (laughs) but never the drama out of the boy. Who
1: amongst us? Who amongst us hasn't (laughs) tried to sell planes to Ghana? (laughs) I remember when I I noticed this, and I sent you a text, and Hmm. I think Cory News writes itself. Google this
0: guy and I'm like, I've already read it. It's already
1: (laughs) done. It was just, wait a minute, I understand all the words in this paragraph, but this doesn't make any sense whatsoever. How does Des Barnes get to a position where he's selling planes to a country? Or selling anything to a country, but selling planes? It's like finding out that, I don't know, Julie Goodyear used to sell Cocaine to, to, she's she's selling cocaine to the mafia. Uh huh. So so, 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 what?
0: Yeah. It it, by all accounts, it doesn't make any sense to to quote Cronk from from Uh,
1: Personal. I'm sure that's all allegedly, though, right? Allegedly.
0: In one of the articles that I read about it, it said that uh, his wife had been contacted. For a quote, and she said, Don't know where he is. <laughs> Haven't heard from him. Don't plan on hearing from him anytime soon. No comment.
1: Oh, well. <laughs> Sucks to be you, Phillip.
0: Yeah. And that's Corey News.
1: Our mailbag. Debbie Barclay got in touch, giving us uh, a little heads up about the Google Box TV show. Are you familiar with the Google Box TV show? It's a TV show of people watching TV. Right. So it's kind of their reaction to. Watching t v and right. apparently there was quite a bit about Tim's fucking Dad on it the other week oh <clears throat> so she she sent a video of of those reactions, which were quite enlightening actually
0: mm-hmm.
1: women watching it were crying mm-hmm. as Jasmine finally lashes out and stuff right, yeah, and men were asking why women were crying. <laughs>
0: I'm so glad that you're not one of those kinds of men that you're not
1: for they're just characters and then the woman's trying to explain Mm -hmm. that there are women in the country at the moment who are facing something very similar to this
0: right, in lockdown
1: Uh, right, and so you're what I'm displaying is empathy towards those people
0: Mm -hmm. or it's triggering a memory right it's pr- it's triggering past trauma.
1: Then Aileen <laughs> from London got in touch. She says, you mentioned that TV doesn't portray autism well. Can I recommend the A-word on BBC, which has been well received as unsensational drama and is currently in its third series? The young actor Max Vento is superb.
0: Hmm. We'll have to, have to keep- check that out.
1: Keep an eye out for that. Hindsight corner.
0: So ashamed.
1: I wonder if you can guess what's in hindsight corner this week. So
0: ashamed.
1: Andrew Garfield (laughs) does not play that guy in the chair with the big brain. He does not. In fact, Andrew Garfield was nowhere near that movie. You were thinking of Eddie Redmayne. Eddie Redmayne.
0: I can't help it. They're both baby safe, baby faced Englishmen. Who are? I mean, Andrew Garfield has better hair, but
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> I just think it's just generally more attractive. Yeah,
0: yeah, I'd say Andrew Garfield is more attractive than anyone. Right Sorry, Eddie. <laughs> Not that you were losing sleep over this. After we did that episode, I w- that night I was just lying in bed thinking oh my god I said the wrong British actor
1: maybe nobody will notice
0: and then people noticed
1: maybe people won't get in touch to tell us noticed. maybe people won't post it publicly on Twitter
0: oh well my apologies to them both Oh, is that the only thing in hindsight, Court? Yep. Okay. Can I get to the... <laughs> the blue, 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 blue. Welcome, welcome, welcome.
1: Welcome to Last Year Tonight. Hello. With me, John Oliver. Hiya. Hiya. Just enough time to quickly talk about Queen of Edge. Remember Queen of Edge? I thought Queen of Edge was something completely different until I listened to the episode again. This was Natalie as she was trying to give Cook a haircut. He wanted something a little bit edgier. Yes. And, and Natalie said, is the queen of edge. Queen of
0: edge. Yeah. I miss Natalie.
1: Oh yeah, very much so. Why
0: why have we not seen her? Why have why have we all just kind of completely forgotten about the roof collapse? <laughs>
1: <laughs> she ran away to keep Well, she was bribed to run away by Leanne, right?
0: I can't remember, but she she, she went away to keep herself out of trouble, mm-hmm. you know.
1: And I think also to keep Nick out of trouble.
0: Although Nick was already in trouble.
1: That's why Leanne paid her off and took her to the airport and threw her in a plane. And we've never seen hides nor hair of her since. since then. I was Gavin and you were still in pain. It felt, I felt like I'd broke my toe.
0: Hmm. It probably did.
1: <laughs> it was a beautiful, beautiful evening in Michigan, and the birds were twittering away a good style. Carla's recovery seemed to be dependent on Peter, who was away at a Claudia-funded drying out clinic. <gasps> it's the Rovers Got Talent week, which featured Appliance Boy, the guy who could do impersonations of uh, kitchen appliances, appliances. Yeah. Kirk, who sang, mm-hmm. and Tim's fucking dad.
0: Rilla has quit the show. I've heard, so no more Claudia.
1: She has. So
0: sad. Allegedly she's quit the show. That's a bummer.
1: Yeah. I'm kind of pissed off about that. Yeah. That that was the way that she's going to go out. Yeah. With that non-story that I had think so much promise and failed to deliver.
0: What nobody is saying, but what I think happened is that she wasn't very happy with that storyline either. So she just oh, it yeah? off.
1: I don't think you can just bugger off. I think you have contracts and stuff.
0: Right. Well, apparently she's, you know, it's not that she's decided to leave the show. Every, all, all of the verbiage is she's quit the show.
1: So. Oh. Mm. Hmm. Seb makes some progress with Alina, but fails to notice how awkward she is when he turns up at the nail salon with flowers for her. Natalie is coked out of her tits again.
0: Yay!
1: Streetcars was in financial dire straits thanks to Go Lucky and a confused elderly lady. We kind of skimmed over that as well, didn't we? Remember that streetcars was having all these financial problems? And
0: oh, yeah, and they were going to build an app.
1: hmm What happened to when that? But
0: people are still answering phones, so what happened to the app? And
1: nobody's complaining about them losing money anymore. No. Tracy encourages Steve to do street pickups, which is illegal, which results in Steve unwittingly being the getaway driver in a robbery at a petrol station.
0: That was hilarious. <laughs> That's still one of the funniest things ever. It's like Steve just doop-doop-doop-doop in the car, the guy... You know you can see the guy robbing the place right behind him and then he gets in the car and says, Drive And then the guy almost kills him and that's not funny.
1: Right. (laughs) (laughs) And that was Coronation Street and the talk of the street this time last year. Woohoo! Shall we dive in, my dear? Yes, please. Our first storyline of the morning at the twenty five minute mark. Is our last storyline of the morning. So our second storyline is Platman. Conation Street described it as Platman, and I thought it was funny, so I just had to stick with it. Because he's a Cape Crusader all of a sudden. Why are you looking at me like that?
0: I'm trying to remember what the storyline
1: is. <laughs> okay. Let me remind you. On Monday, it's Gail's birthday.
0: Oh! He's not Platman because he's, he's. It's more Fight Club than. Caved Crusader, yeah, but doing no, this, doing that, this to get beat up, not that, doing it. None to, of that rhymes. Well, it's not you who came up with the lame plot, man. It's no ITV,
1: right? But there's no easy pun from Fight Club to the storyline. I don't think. I Sh- Shite Club. There you go. <laughs> the second storyline is, is Shite Club. There That's you go. much
0: better than Plot Man. <laughs> That's
1: just inspiration it just
0: comes out of the ether, doesn't inspiration it?
1: Inspiration is all around this morning. <laughs> Monday is Scale's birthday. Woohoo! The postie drops off a yep, bunch of cards. We find that
0: out because the postie is delivering cards and makes conversation about it for some reason. Mm-hmm.
1: She's having a birthday do later, so if Tim mm-hmm. and Sally want a distraction, feel free to drop in. There's going to be no kids, no Yay. kids invited to this this birthday party, right? Because kids famously don't enjoy birthday parties. Mm-hmm. And number eight, Sarah gives David a hard time about uh, missing Maxie's do. David doesn't care and wants Sarah to mind her own fucking business Down the stairs comes Gail And it becomes clear that David's forgotten that it's his mum's birthday Sarah thinks that maybe if he didn't go on weird nighttime drives like a loon Maybe he'd remember things and stop disappointing people Ding dings says Gail and invites them both to a nice birthday tea No excuses she says Then Craig's in the cabin telling Brian about some gang problems in a nearby estate Brian agrees that it's rough as fuck David's in buying a birthday card and overhears, and then in comes Bernie who says that she's heard the same story. The place is a tinderbox, and she advises Craig to steer. She advises Craig to steer clear of that place tonight. And David smiles with interest. Yeah. Hmm. <sighs> this next bit doesn't belong here. So I'm going
0: to. Now you see how the sausage is made, folks.
1: <laughs> I'm going to cut that out. <gasps> you paste and then something else I'm there. I'm going to go down to this other storyline, like here. Paste like so. And I'm going to make For a little space, and then I'm going to paste that in there, and then, uh-huh. and then nobody's going to know this. Unless I forget to cut this out. Which you will. At number eight, Audrey's chatting to Gail about David's nocturnal wanderings and then gets wired into the wine. While Gail was hoping that she'd help out with the sandwiches.
0: Yeah. Come on, them.
1: <laughs> no chance, says Audrey. And she notices that Gail's got a card from her dad. It's Ted. Lovely gay Ted, says Audrey. <laughs> <laughs> or dad, as I prefer, says Gail.
0: Right. Lovely gay Ted. <laughs> That's hilarious.
1: What is Gail wearing?
0: She's wearing like a prairie woman dress. It's like a really high neck. It's like she's got a turtleneck on underneath the dress.
1: Uh-huh. It kind of reminded me of a hands-made tale a little bit. I don't know why.
0: Yeah. All she needs is a hood, but then she's got that hair, so.
1: <laughs> Gail then gets a text from Sally, who won't be able to make it. And uh, Audrey wonders about uh, whether Yasmin will be able to make it. And Gail's like, Mom, she's getting done for attempted murder. And Audrey's like, Oh, yeah. I, that's, that's right. That's why she's busy. I
0: try to stay out of people's business, <laughs>
1: which is not true at all. <laughs> Audrey goes off to steep her feet in the washing up basin. And Gail reminisces about Audrey constantly forgetting her birthday. She just played upstairs with her dollies. Me, Daphne and Mrs Winkleberry, says Gail, while Audrey was downstairs getting her hole off some random. She demands (laughs) Audrey make some sandwiches. Then Audrey gets a text. uh, Someone else who won't be able to make it. Yes, Nick. Nick. (laughs) Later, no one... For valid reasons. Right. No one has shown up for Gail's birthday. Gail is just pleased she didn't blow up any balloons. Audrey gets her to blow one up. And the both of them are half-wrecked when Sarah comes in, but she can't stop. She's only in for her charger, and then she rushes off.
0: Because she's got to get the kids, because they're they're being awful to Adam.
1: <laughs> just...
0: Adam's not the greatest babysitter in the world. No. I don't know why. <laughs> and I can't imagine a movie where Matt, both Max and Harry are going to be pleased.
1: No. 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 Especially when Max is, like, six and a half feet tall. Right. And 29 years old. And growing a beard. <laughs> <laughs> it's dating now apparently <laughs> Or pleased it was just the two of them The grandkids are too much of a handful Then on Wednesday David is on uh, The Hardest Nails estate giving, Getting weird looks from the locals He sees a group of youths gathered at a car Clearly drug dealers mm-hmm. And he yeah. watches a little deal he sees going a down. little pass going mm-hmm. on And as he watches on he smiles again So David then climbs up on the car And starts jumping on the bonnet And he runs
0: Why? <laughs> Just to get them to come out and beat him up.
1: Right. So he runs away as the drug dealers give chase, David laughing as he goes. And he runs by, (laughs) (laughs) randomly runs by Craig, who's pulled someone over because they don't have valid insurance or something.
0: You know, Craig said that the the police were going to this estate tonight, you know, because there's all these drug deals going down. That's how David knows that this is happening, Mm -hmm. because Craig said he was going to be there. David is stupid.
1: It's also just kind of always kind of random when you run round the corner and Craig's there in police <laughs> uniform. Because you remember, I oh, guess he's a. He's, oh, that's right, he's, he's a cop. He's, he's the police. The drug dealers seen a cop, even if it is Craig, give up the chase. And Craig is confused at David's presence.
0: Right.
1: So later, Craig sees David in the pub. David says he was just out for a run, and Craig says that he didn't even have any gear on. David calls it a spur of the moment thing and keep your nose out my business, thanks. He finds exercise helps and don't tell anyone in the family though. Craig wants him to stop this dangerous running and David tells Craig to go fuck himself.
0: Yeah and he tells it in a very elegant way. He's like if I was somebody else I would tell you what you want to hear (laughs) but I'm not. I'm David fucking Platt and I'm going to do what I want. Right. So fuck you and your awful movie choices.
1: (laughs) It was Jaws this week. Yeah, i don't think but, I listen to it.
0: But that was um Oh and uh actually I have to take that back because you know, he he chose Hunt for the Wilder People this season and also and the next movie is Chef, which is also a fantastic movie. So it's like one of the best things John Favreau's ever done. So it'll be um it'll be interesting to hear them talk this about. This is it.
1: Sofa Cinema Club, by the way. Yeah. Podcast which we we highly recommend.
0: Yes, because it's Craig and and David and Nick, only as the actual actors.
1: Right. So imagine Coronation Street with swearing, which I kind of kind of what you're doing, but anyway, and
0: kind of lame banter.
1: Again, which is kind of what we're doing. <laughs> David gets home. And Gail asks where he's been, and he says he's been for a walk. Gail tells him that he's missed the party, but he wasn't missed. He says, sometimes she just needs to go out. And he gives her a card. In the nick of time, she says, but it turns out that David's crossed out mum and mother from the card and inserted Gail.
0: That was hilarious. That was. I,
1: I, I loved that. I lolled. I so g- did I. genuinely lolled at that.
0: Yeah. <laughs> but d- he t- crossed t- out. T- he took the time to cross out mother and write Gail mm. on, the, on the front of the card and then inside the card. Mm-hmm. You know?
1: Was just, just
0: the banter between the two of them <laughs> while they're sitting there. It was great.
1: On Friday, Craig sees David outside the barber. Craig has a pamphlet for him. It's good to talk, he says. Craig is still concerned about David running through rough parts of the town and wants to join David on his jogs and they arrange to go at lunchtime and David's not best pleased with us. But can't seem to find a, a decent way to tell Craig to sling his hook. No. Are they close? See, I. I imagine that they are close because of the relationship that they have on the Sofa Cinema Club. And it, right. So when I see the two of them together, I think, are they friends? And I, don't, I don't really think that they are. Are they? I think, I think they are
0: because Craig was close friends with Bethany, who is Sarah's daughter, who is David's sister. Right. So he has a relationship with the family. So I would imagine that they are close... Are are they like BFFs? Probably not. No. But it's not as weird and random as some of the other pairings we've seen on the street.
1: Later, Craig and David are ready to go. Craig is wearing so much nylon that David's worried that it's going to combust. Craig can tell David isn't into it. David actually just wants to go to the pub. But Craig manages to talk him round and off they go. And that's as far as we get with that this week. Because it's kind of finished.
0: So it's, it's Funnily, in the middle of a. So it's not the running buddy story that I was hoping for, Craig. Still, fingers crossed for the for the gayness. But
1: wasn't he? He was supposedly running with Imran a few weeks ago, wasn't he?
0: Right, but then Imran couldn't take it.
1: Imran remembered how much he hates running and right. just went to get and a book sandwich it or something. off to watch a movie. Oh, went to the movies. I'm he went to the movies
0: <laughs> back when you could still do that.
1: Oh, movies. Movies. I think, we've, I think we've done that.
0: We've done movies already. We have to do something else.
1: <laughs> so, <clears throat> so where are we going with the Shite Club storyline then?
0: I don't know and I don't care, <laughs> frankly. I Apparently, Shona's coming back soon. And I'm really happy about that because it gives the storyline a purpose again.
1: Right, because it's just kind of uh, meandering.
0: Right.
1: L- lacking focus. Right. L- weird. Wanting to get beat up, yeah, just so you can feel something. Blah 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 blah.
0: It's dumb. I'm not, and and, you know, there. Obviously, there are bits in there that I do enjoy, that aren't that are part of the storyline, but are not part of the storyline. Like the whole crossing mother out and writing Gale. That's hilarious and fantastic.
1: I am no fan of Gale, as as you may recall. I love Gale. I think Gail was brilliant this week. Yeah. Gail and Audrey together, kind of drunk, was hilarious. It was good. And that whole...
0: And that whole... My childhood where you were downstairs getting it on with some random dude while I was celebrating my birthday quietly. Mm -hmm. And then when they were talking about when Audrey threw a huge 50th birthday party due for Gail on her 49th birthday, (laughs) that was pretty hilarious. I do like this family. This is, this is one of my favourite families on the street. And they're just really good together. For you it, you believe that they're a family.
1: For as long as we can remember, though, Gail and Audrey have been kind of close and and more friends than mother and daughter. But there's right. always this kind of lingering Audrey's a really bad mum. Right. <laughs> vibe to it that, right. I, that I quite enjoy. Yeah. Was it? Audrey was a bit...
0: And that's why they're just friends.
1: <laughs> I guess. Uh, I did see on, uh, was it Twitter or Facebook? I can't remember which. Jack P. Shepard reenacting uh, the scene from Risky Business.
0: Oh yeah, I saw that. That's
1: great. <laughs> that's quite funny. And arguably better than the uh, storyline. Yeah.
0: And apparently he's building the Taj Mahal out of Lego. Sure. He bought the Taj Mahal set, which is not cheap. Oh, these he's are hundreds
1: in. and hundreds of pounds, aren't
0: they? And, uh, and he's not letting the kids help.
1: No, it's just him. Don't let them anywhere near that. <laughs> Our next storyline today is Tim's fucking dad. Uh-oh. Do you know? I was watching it on Friday, thinking we haven't had any Tim's dad this week, Ugh. and we have for tons of it. Yeah. My memory, seriously. yeah, but
0: it's it's because he's not attacking anybody because uh, because he's in a bed mm-hmm. in a hospital. It's good. Although, it's not good, because the words they're putting in Tim's mouth <laughs> just really bum me out. I,
1: I, I can imagine him being like that, though. He's a bit... Thick? Well, he's he's, he's very dim, certainly, but he's... Uh,
0: he's loyal to a fault, which is a problem.
1: hmm There's a word, there's an adjective that I'm looking for here, and I can't find it, and it's nowhere near the tip of my tongue. So, I'm just going to move on. Okay. Yasmin is on her bed in her cell, and meanwhile, Toya and Imran are chatting to Alia back home. She has lots of messages to catch up on, thanks to Zidane blabbing to the rest of the family. Imran thanks, tells Zidane. her that she needs to focus elsewhere and get some sleep, and Toya agrees. Alia wants Imran to bring Yasmin uh, home from today's bail hearing, and Imran says that he will do his best. Tim's chatting to Eileen. Tim doesn't think Tim's dad deserves any of this. He's the sweetest, kindest man in existence. Uh. Yeah, but Yasmin, says Eileen, she's an Asian Emily Bishop. Yes. <laughs> That's hilarious. Sally and Tim are in voice roles when Amy comes in. She's got time off for the hearing. Alia and Ryan come in and Tim is automatically down Alia's throat, but not like that, saying Tim's dad's not dead yet. Shame. Say Amy? Fay. It's Fay. Sally and Tim are in Roy's roles when Faye comes in She's got time off for the hearing Alia and Ryan come in and Tim is automatically down at Alia's throat But not like that Saying Tim's dad's not dead yet Shame says Alia Once the truth comes out the whole world will know what a shitbag your old man really is And Tim and Alia are having a slagging match In the middle of Roy's roles until It's intense Until Roy loses his temper Yes Enough He shouts
0: I know he shouts
1: Wow! You, you, Roy you,
0: shouts, and everybody's just like, "What? <laughs> what?"
1: Seemingly, I haven't watched an awful lot of the, the classic Coronation Street, but mm-hmm. the stuff that's on at the moment, or yeah, stuff that's on at the moment, yeah, is uh, Roy's entrance into the show. Uh-huh. A very different character, apparently, kind of sleazy. So, uh, unless you can speak civil to each other, says Roy, take this argument elsewhere. And Cathy and Eileen mutter away in the corner. Have you told Tim uh, about everything that you're suspecting, says Cathy. How can I, wonders Eileen.
0: Very easily. You walk up to him and say, look, pal. Mm-hmm. Your dad's a shit.
1: <laughs> here's, the, here's the proof. Here's the proof. At the court, Imran makes a strong case for Yasmin getting bail. Tim makes grumbling noises from the peanut gallery but the magistrate considers Yasmine a flight risk and may try to cont- How? <laughs> no, it's like, she's a flight risk <clears throat> and may try to contact Tim's dad so bail will not be granted and Yasmine will remain in custody
0: I can understand the whole she, she wants to contact this person that she attacked mm-hmm. I can understand them being concerned about that but the whole flight risk thing do you think race is a factor here? The white judge telling the Muslim woman that she's a flight risk. It, it, she's probably a terrorist.
1: It did cross my mind, but I don't think the show's going in that direction. I don't think. I think it's unintentional. Mm. Uh, so, Tim is thrilled and you thinks this is a nightmare and Maybe Sally looks neighbor. on worriedly. Yes, she does. Sally's mostly looking worried.
0: Yeah. Sally I, I think Sally suspects the truth.
1: Oh, very much so. Mm. A saddened Alia and Ryan get to the rovers Complaining about the judge Sean isn't really bothered While Alia explains how Tim's dad's been bullying And manipulating Yasmin for months Ryan scolds Alia for telling gobshite Sean Anything that others uh, After Imran's advice But Alia says Imran just told her not to spout to Yasmin's pals and she hopes Sean spills his guts to everyone Then Tim is at the hospital And he goes in to tell Tim's dad The development from the court Tim says he can go home soon But Tim's dad says he doesn't have a home anymore Tim keeps up the Tim's dad end saying who cares what the neighbours are saying Yasmin's a fucking psycho So Yas means Alia's getting the locks changed, the workman says it'll be like Fort Knox by the time he's done <laughs> Great so go find somewhere, someplace else to live Tim's dad, says Alia and Ryan is worried how Tim's dad is going to spin it he might not take this lying down
0: I'm wondering about the legality as well Does-
1: I, I don't think she has any legal footing here to do what she's doing because this is a matrimonial home
0: Right, but is 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 Tim's dad's name on the on the lease?
1: I don't think so, but I don't think it matters. Because
0: if his name's not if his name's not on the lease, and, and the person he's married to, or if his name's not on the mortgage or whatever, or the 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 deed, and the person whose name is isn't living in it. I don't know, it's 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 a it's a grey area.
1: I don't know if it's that grey. There's certainly uh, laws in Scotland that, that cover this. If you if you were living if you were living there and you were married, then you have certain rights. Like when I was trying to sell my flat, if my ex wife had stayed there, even even once when we were married, she would have had a she would have had to either give her permission or she would have had some kind of claim over over the proceeds of the sale. It's kind of weird. Mm. Anyway, on Friday, in Devs, Evelyn and Audrey are chatting about Tim's dad. What a shame, says Audrey. Are you kidding me, says uh, Evelyn. He's a total weirdo. And then there's a scene later with Evelyn, Audrey and Rita in the rovers and it transpires that Rita doesn't think Tim's dad's much of a victim in this either. So Yeah. Everyone's gradually starting to come around to the fact that, yeah, means just...
0: I think anybody in the service area who's dealt with him kind of knows he's skeevy. Because remember when he was in Devs mm-hmm. the other day and was making skeevy powder to Evelyn? Mm-hmm. I'm sure he's done that to Rita as well.
1: Yeah, they've, they've, I think they've, they both kind of referenced it. It's just... Uh, kind of slimy
0: and i mean before he and Yasmin got together i knew he was kind of making a pass at audrey i'm wondering if he tried to make a pass at rita as well and failed did he try to make
1: a pass at audrey yes i don't recall that Famous hmm. when was this
0: i don't know i've read about it because like in one of the q and a's it was like was it ever you know initially he was interested in audrey was it ever going to be audrey put in this position and the, and Ian McLeod said, yeah, no, it was never it was never going to be Audrey put in this. Can you imagine Audrey? Audrey would punch his lights out and kick him to the curb well before this.
1: He'd be wearing his balls as earrings. <laughs> I think.
0: Because Audrey has a little bit more experience than Yasmin does when it comes to matters of the heart. Yeah, and, and she's just bedroom. not
1: as yeah. She's just a bit got a more bit more assertive. fight in her. Yeah. Yeah. So, I'm hoping that this isn't going to go to the point where Yasmin goes to jail.
0: Me too. It better not. Right. Sorry, my ears are sweaty. It's all that hair. They need it to air out. Oh, don't even start about my hair.
1: <laughs> I'm starting to notice it quite a bit on... <laughs> uh, I'm living in Microsoft Teams at the moment.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Everyone's hair's getting long. Mm. <laughs> and you can see who are the people who are, like... like I shaved my my head mm-hmm. a couple of weeks ago, three weeks ago, something uh. like that. It's needing, needing it again. And, and the bits that I've missed are now quite, quite long. Mm. But are just, like, in <laughs> wee, wee patches. Long. Right, well, a couple of inches. <clears throat> but you can see, yeah, those... Those shoulder length hairstyles are now creeping a little bit further down. <laughs> a little bit further down. Yeah.
0: You know, Ryan's it. not going to shave his head. No, God, no. God, no.
1: Just the sides of his head.
0: Audrey, maybe. You're Audrey, not the show's Audrey. Right. I
1: think she'd shave her head.
0: <laughs> I'm making a joke.
1: I know. Let's try to imagine a shaved head. <laughs> just, 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 right.
0: There are mornings I wake up and I'm just like, ugh, I just want to shave it all off.
1: You haven't had it as long as that since I've known you.
0: Yeah, that's true. <laughs> anyway.
1: Anyway, moving on. Our next storyline is Kathy and Bernie. This is quite funny.
0: It is. But I I, I kind of I I kind of like where this ends up.
1: On Monday, Kathy comes into Roy's Rolls just looking to get away from Bernie. She doesn't want anything; she just wants to get out of the kebab shop because Bernie is apparently pissed at work. And isn't very good at the job either. Then later, back at the uh, kebab shop, Dev walks in on Cathy and Bernie arguing. Bernie makes out that she's been victimised.
0: Over the slicing of tomatoes. Right. They do it two different ways.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I can relate. Yeah. You and I cut tomatoes I have
1: always life. cut tomatoes. <laughs> if, if you imagine a tomato sitting with its little stalk uh-huh. up top, I cut from left to right across it or right, or right to left across it you cut top to bottom
0: after slicing the stem off
1: mm-hmm. yeah and i think it always looks weird like that
0: <laughs> it still looks like a sliced tomato
1: yeah no it just looks weird <laughs> and you're not alone i think everyone in america does it this way because it appears this way in in most salads that you get and i think it just looks wrong The way that it's been sliced
0: Well salads I typically chunk it I don't do slices, I do chunks
1: Oh not salads that you make Like salads in a restaurant Oh. Uh, So yeah Cathy demands a word with Dev Calling Bernie impossible And she eats more kebabs than she sells Dev sweet talks her with an extra 50p an hour That's how much it costs To to buy Cathy back
0: Cathy is easily bought
1: Right on Wednesday, Bernie is serving an actor in a non-speaking role with a kebab. She puts too much chilli sauce in it. He and seems th- pleased
0: with this, though. He doesn't seem like he's...
1: I don't think anyone would complain about getting too much chilli sauce. Seriously. Kathy thinks Bernie just needs some training. And she appreciates why Bernie's like this for everything that's going on with um, Gemma. But she's making uh, Bernie her project to make her the best fucking Bernie she can be. And then explains to Bernie how to slice a tomato.
0: Be all the Bernie you can be.
1: Bernie thinks it's Amy. thirsty work, oh, and brings out a couple of tins of cider. Dave will never know, so the two of them they get wired in. Yeah, they do. Then Kathy and Bernie are getting on like a house on fire. Bernie is hot for Dave, it turns out, and then Tall Matt comes in. You really are tall, says Bernie. <laughs> uh, yes, yeah, says Tall Matt. Because
0: Tall Matt actually gets to speak. He
1: gets to say something.
0: This is not the original Tall Matt, it though. Is. It is. The original Tall Matt had shorter hair and no, it was blacker.
1: No. This is the same Matt.
0: I thought for it. And younger.
1: Every time Matt comes on, you see that's a different Matt. Every time. He does <laughs>
0: speak, though. That's fun.
1: Kathy and Bernie make their excuses and leave Matt in charge. Kathy and Bernie are now in the pub talking about Gemma and the quads and how Gemma is on antidepressants. Kathy had no idea it was postnatal depression and thinks that it's great what Bernie's doing. She's sorry they got off on the wrong foot and they both agree that they're not very good at reading situations. Mm. I've got this separately But I think it makes sense just to jump into the mm. the gem a bit So I'm going to do that On Friday, at home with the quads Gemma is hanging up washing Chesney has invited Paul and Billy round to babysitter. For Chesney goes round to help With the stock taking at the kebab house Gemma is not impressed by this at all She has her first support group thing uh, today And she doesn't want to go anymore Until everyone kind of talks her into it so she's getting ready, having problems with her hair, and Paul and Billy are trying to mollycoddle her, and she's sick of it, and she stomps upstairs. Billy says that he's really worried about her, and Paul says, "Yeah, she's even grumpier than usual." And Gemma's upstairs, and here's all this. And right, it's like,
0: and we get to see Billy with a baby again, <laughs> which is one of my favourite things.
1: So Gemma and Chesney are at the support group where they hear stories very similar to Gemma's. People who think everyone else can cope, so why can't they? Why can't they relax around their own babies? Why can't they trust themselves? They're sick with anxiety. And Gemma whispers to Chesney that uh, what she's hearing is exactly how she's feeling.
0: And that's good. So, it's good for her to hear other women say this.
1: Right. So she immediately just looks... Relieved. Yeah. That it's not just her after all.
0: And she's wearing a, She was wearing a Girl Scout t-shirt earlier. which right. weird. a, not an official Girl Scout top by any means.
1: No, I wouldn't have thought so.
0: No, but you can get away with it because it's the UK and I don't think our trademark goes that far.
1: Girl Scouts is a trademark?
0: Yeah. In fact, we're in the middle of a, a lawsuit with the Boy Scouts about it because now Boy Scouts have girls in it and they can't legally call them Girl Scouts.
1: And it would be inaccurate to call them Boy Scouts. Correct. Can't it just be scouts?
0: Yeah, I think that's the way they're heading.
1: That no, would seem to be the sensible way. I think I can save everyone here an awful lot of money and mm. legal fees. Yeah. Just change the name to the scouts.
0: Yeah.
1: Sorted. Sorted. What's next? They should put WWE. in charge of everything.
0: <laughs> No pandas wrestling here.
1: No. Pandas are just people in suits. You know that, right? <laughs> <laughs> Anytime you watch a video with a panda in it, just think to yourself, that's... Person in a suit. <laughs> and you'll go, yep, that's exactly what I'm looking at. That's exactly like that what I'm looking that at. That one
0: that I posted yesterday on Facebook, the picture of the panda's like on its hind legs and its arms are outspread looking uh, at a person. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, that's definitely a dude in a suit.
1: Dude in a suit. <laughs> <laughs> Wants me to do little forward rolls round about the place and. Yeah. Yep. People, yeah, they do people somersaults just like people. People in suits. Anyway. I see that, uh, did I read that some giant pandas had successfully bred in captivity?
0: Yes, because there weren't any people because watching, watching them.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I was just I was standing and staring at these two pandas, going, "Why aren't they shagging each other?" It's because you're there looking at them, right? Because these are people in suits.
0: This lockdown has done wonders for the animal kingdom, all around, like those uh, sheep and whales.
1: Those sheep. Those. Obviously, they're Uh, sheep sheep
0: or or the goats that are just like running around the city streets in Wales, like these big longhorn just like in packs, just roving the streets. I love it. I'm surprised you haven't seen them.
1: I love pandas. Yes, you do. I also love penguins. And (laughs) I've loved the footage that I've seen of uh, penguins walking around Mystic Aquarium. Right. (laughs) Looking at all the fish.
0: They had some penguins in an art museum walking yes, around they did. yesterday. I was
1: just about to mention that. Just looking at the art. Yeah. I think our penguins going to go back to the other penguins and give her a little report on <laughs> on their little day trip, or just never mention it and keep all that information to itself.
0: Right. And there were uh, like rescue kittens wandering around an aquarium and trying to get all the fish. <laughs> <sighs> <sighs>
1: People are just the worst. They make everything bad.
0: Yes, but animals make everything better.
1: Particularly penguins and pandas. So, where do you think we're going with, well, the Kathy and Bernie stuff seems to have resolved itself. Right. We seem to be getting somewhere now with I'm wondering if Kathy
0: and Bernie are going to team up to to expose Tim's dad in like a wacky Sherlock Holmesian, Holmes and Watson pairing.
1: Oh, That never crossed my mind. I assumed it's it's always going to be Alia that's going to discover what needs to be discovered.
0: Yeah, but it would be helpful for other people to discover similar or the same things because nobody believes Alia because she's her granddaughter and Mm -hmm. of course she's going to... That's true. We need people closer to Tim to find out the truth. Uh,
1: Sally. I'm
0: still very excited that it seems like we're going to get some backstory on Tim and Tim's mum.
1: It does feel like that, doesn't it? Yeah. That Tim's going to realize that
0: his dad's been a shit his whole life.
1: Right, uh, and has been lying
0: and gaslighting him his whole life.
1: Everything he knows about his mom's a lie.
0: He's going to need to go to therapy.
1: <laughs> He'll just talk to Steve over a couple of beers. Yeah, because apparently
0: that's what happened. Like, the, his dad goes into the hospital and that night. He comes home. He calls up Steve, and they just sit and get bladdered together. Mm-hmm.
1: That's totally what would happen.
0: Why is Steve not his best man?
1: Who's his best man?
0: Kev! Oh, Kev.
1: But he's already asked his dad, doesn't he?
0: Well, his dad's in the hospital now, so that sort of sorts itself out, doesn't it? Kev. Kev. Really? I know.
1: Because of Abby. Oh, anyway.
0: Yeah, probably. Yeah, it's because Abby was sitting right there.
1: <laughs> which All of which has nothing to do with Gemma. No. She seems to be on the mend now. Yes, it's good. We're almost close to the point where we're never going to mention this again, it feels like.
0: And those babies gotten huge. And had you only it? see, like, one of them. You only see the one that Billy's holding this week. You don't hear or see any of the other ones. Paul had one. Did Paul have one?
1: hmm But maybe not Paul. Well. Billy had one.
0: Billy had a massive one. I was like, that <laughs> baby is huge.
1: <laughs> this baby. <laughs> I'm not going to do that. No. <laughs> Drink in. <ten. laughs> Sorry. Two alcoholic drinks, please, bartender. I will serve <laughs> you, but I will not serve <laughs> you. You are clearly underage. Anyway. Ah. Enough Harry Enfield from the 1980s. Our next storyline today is, it's a bad day for the Baileys. It was a very bad day for the Baileys. Mm. The only one who seems to escape anything is Aggie.
0: And... That's because Aggie is over in another storyline.
1: Yeah, and setting herself rather too heavily into that storyline, but we'll get there. On Friday, Ed is grabbed by Ray Weinstein on the street. Danny has already quit. Wait, what? Danny's quit. Just out of the blue. I think
0: he just wanted to get away from James.
1: And has been replaced by Don. <laughs> replaced Danny with Dawn.
0: Aye, aye, aye.
1: Is somebody just going through a character name dictionary? Next enough the alphabetical list, Dawn is not happy with Ed's work. The bistro is due to open tomorrow and they're not going to pay Ed his final installment until everyone is happy with it.
0: That can't be legal.
1: It can't be, but I bet you it's, it happens quite often. My mum used to work for a microfilm company mm-hmm. and they'd have quite big... Uh, Clients, and the business doesn't exist anymore. So I don't feel bad about naming some of those clients, like Uh Scottish Widows, which is a big life insurance company, Mm -hmm. and they were constantly late with payments, contracted payments. Mm -hmm. Here's all this work, do all this work, and they would do all the work, and then it would be like months late before they would get paid. It'd be like the the, the final, the final day before it became something that was actionable. Then Mm -hmm. they'd they'd finally get paid. So it, it wouldn't surprise me that this sort of thing happens. Yeah. In the bistro, Etta's called in Michael to help out. There's plenty of work to be done but it turns out that next week, Michael starts at the Knicker Factory. He did get that job after all. He did? Didn't somebody else get that job? Maybe it's a different one. No, we just, they just gave it to someone. Why? Toya. Toya got that job, didn't
0: she? Maybe it's a different job that they gave Toya. Or maybe both Toya and Michael got jobs in sales. Maybe they need... Two more salespeople. Was it, Toya? Yes, it was. With the whole, you know, she's supposed to do this soul-sucking job and then she's not comfortable doing it and so she went to protest instead. Remember?
1: That's right. So then Nick just gave her the job. Nick phoned her up.
0: Yeah. And gave her a job because he's he's the Leanne.
1: <laughs> right. So uh, Ed and Michael share a laugh and then Don comes over and calls Ed Lenny Henry and tells him his work is shite and no la- laughing matter. Michael looks at his dad as if to say fucking hell, are you going to let him talk to you like that? And he does. Mm-hmm.
0: Because... because
1: yeah. Ed sees James in the street and complains about uh, Danny's replacement being a bit of a dick. James didn't know that Danny had left either. And James thinks Ed will be chuffed to bits to see the back of him. Back at the Bistro, Michael is pissed off. He doesn't think they should be bothering with any of this, so Ed tells him that they ain't getting paid until Don's happy. Speak of the devil, along comes Don. Blimey, you people don't half like to stand around chatting, he says. Michael says, you people? You people? Yeah, builders, says Don. Although Michael's not happy with us, and no. Ed very much senses it. Then later, James is chatting with Tim in the street, when someone I presume to be a fan... Of where the county wanders over and starts with the gay boy chat, thinking that James and Tim are a couple, and Tim says it, yeah, James is a, a looker, right enough, but my married man. Mm. The guy doesn't seem to be buying it and says, "Oh, but you like those communal showers in the yeah after the match."
0: Fuck you, go away.
1: James threatens to lamp the guy, and Tim has to <laughs> intervene, sending the homophobic guy on Although his I'm way. Although I'm
0: sure all of that is rather tame compared to what actual gay football players, yeah, here. On the internet. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Friends is on. They were watching The Office earlier. I don't know what's. I don't. (laughs) Our children have suddenly become thirty-year-old.
1: To become me. Office (laughs) workers watching these sitcoms will be how I met your mother next.
0: Oh my god! I thought they were watching Everybody Loves Raymond as well.
1: I noticed that. Yeah, that was a good one that we're watching as well.
0: That's when I'm like, oh god, they're they're becoming their stepfather. <laughs> It'll be Fraser next. Right. Oh, they do love Fraser. They love the whole tossed salad and mm-hmm. scrambled eggs. Who doesn't?
1: Yep. So, so we have two bits to this. Mm-hmm. We have the kind of sneaky racism that's happening to to Ed and Michael. Right. I call them Lenny Henry. Is yeah, it's not yeah, great. Yeah, that kind of went over my head. It's not great. So he's like a famous British black comedian. And then the you people thing.
0: Yeah, You people is never... Nobody should ever put those two words together with you speaking people. to s- anybody.
1: Yikes. And then there's a homophobic aspect of it to, to James. It's, it's interesting that these are both kind of happening at the same time. Right. You'd think it would be one or t'other.
0: Well, James isn't going to be... Exposed to this racist dude. And, of course, Ray Weinstein is is, is uh, sticking up for the racist dude.
1: Well, he's really just taken no interest in it. He's like, I'm just deferring everything to him. He's a manager it's right. his job to but manage. I'm not getting involved in this.
0: Right. But, I mean, this is all work that Danny had already signed off on before he left. You know, because when... When when Ev walks out and you see Don and Ray Weinstein in the background, kind of talking and chatting, I don't know i i would I would not be surprised that Ray Weinstein is also a racist.
1: Right, because we've we've kind of forgotten that he's a uh, like a sex beast.
0: Right. <laughs> yeah, why has he not been taken down yet? He's been exposed. What's going on here?
1: Yeah. That's Ugh. It seems to just be one of those things like Victor Gin. Although we kinda hope that that's gonna under the roof. hmm <laughs> That's now over a year ago.
0: Yeah. Oh well.
1: Our penultimate storyline today is quoting Evelyn, just a couple of scenes. And Dev's Evelyn and Audrey are chatting about Arthur, and Audrey wonders if they're still stepping out. Evelyn poo-poo's the language and plays down the relationship, calling Arthur a bit of a bore, actually. Aww. And later Audrey, Rita and Evelyn are chatting in the rovers Along comes Arthur and asks Evelyn to go out to a afternoon dance And Ooh. Rita and uh, Audrey both cooing quite excitedly <laughs> about this Evelyn plays it down uh, and is a bit flustered But she agrees and he goes to get the drinks And Oh, we now have 500 followers on Twitter, exactly Ooh.
0: I've just got a
1: little notification coming in So nobody leave you can't leave now. No. This can't go back to 499. No. Which is going to be a queue for everyone to leave and it goes down to 300 or whatever. <clears throat> Anything to say about that?
0: No. Uh, just boring. a couple of scenes.
1: On to our final storyline uh, this morning is uh, about Oliver. I, I had a, a title, but it, yeah, hmm. it, it was it was troublesome. On Monday, Steve is chanting to Dave about putting Oliver into a private nursery in an attempt to bring him on. Uh, he's had a bit of a late night as he was consoling Tim with the beer. Mm-hmm. At the flat, Leon doesn't think they can afford the special nursery, but Steve says that he will take care of it. Where's he getting all this money from? He's supposed to be saving up for a house. For the house.
0: I think he's just trying to get on Leanne's good side more than anything.
1: Which is working. Yeah. Because she's been.
0: And let's be honest, Oliver's never going to that school. <laughs>
1: Yeah, uh, he, doesn't, <laughs> he doesn't think there's a point taking Oliver to the childminder today, so Steve will look after him and they can catch up at the nursery later. And uh, Leanne thinks this is a stellar idea. Mm-hmm. So Steve's stretched out on the couch at home and falls asleep with Oliver watching TV. So Leanne was right, he does just fall asleep and let Oliver watch TV. Right,
0: they were yeah. supposed to be taking a nap together.
1: Right. Later, he bursts into the cab office with Oliver. He has a pen moustache drawn on him and That's he needs funny. a cab quick. Eileen spits on the hanky, but it doesn't come off, and Tim calls it inedible ink. What's Steve <laughs> going to do? He has this important meeting with the nursery in but 20 minutes. Tell him you're auditioning for Cats, says Eileen. <laughs> it was funny. And then Tim tries to cover it up with foundation. Tim <laughs> knows how to apply makeup, apparently. Or not, because Steve turns up a little late for the nursery meeting, and Leanne is initially pissed off until she notices there's something funny about Steve's upper lip. The manager comes out and invites him into her office. Steve's havering away until Leanne butts in. What the fuck is that on your face? She says. And the manager realises that this is probably Oliver's handiwork and directs Steve to the bathroom to clean up before they start the tour. Back home, Steve and Leanne are talking about how fancy the nursery is. She goes to wake him up and screams on Steve. Later, the paramedics come in. <laughs> Back home, Steve and Leanne are talking about how fancy the nursery is. Uh, she goes to wake Oliver up and then screams on Steve and later the paramedics come in Oliver has been fitting again Oof. So he's rushed to the hospital Aggie's there because Aggie's a nursery member and Leanne doesn't know how he keeps having these fits Leanne explains that Oliver's arm and leg were shaking and the doctor thinks this might be significant and orders a series of tests Aggie, who is still hanging around tells him not to worry Nick, Liz and Simon arrive at the hospital and Leanne fills them in about the tests and stuff and remarks about how good Steve was in the situation. Leanne worries that they're doing something wrong with his diet or something, who has fits for no reason. And Liz explains that Andy had a fit when he was a baby because of a near infection. This is not Leanne's fault, she says.
0: Yes. And, and she- we all remember that Steve has a twin named Andy.
1: Right. <laughs> Liz goes on to explain about Andy to the doctor Who rules out the ear infection Nick wonders if it's epilepsy And the doctor says that they haven't ruled that out So Nick explains to them all about David's experience with epilepsy But it seems no one has any clue And it looks like Oliver is going to get to go home anyway Leanne has been reading pamphlets and thinks Yeah, that epilepsy, there might be something in that. I get asked the doctor if Oliver can get discharged But the doctor wants to run another test Give it an hour then Aggie phones Ed and leaves a message that she's staying until Oliver gets out, mm-hmm. for no reason.
0: Well, because she's family, friend, neighbor, nosy, concerned. Aggie's a good person. She's not nosy. She's trying to be helpful.
1: Remember, she got that award for uh, letting letting Robert die.
0: She didn't let him <laughs> die. She tried to save him.
1: And then, the Kel tells David about Oliver and how they think it might be epilepsy, and David says that he'll call round on Nick in the morning. Then Leanne, Steve, Nick, Simon, Liz, and Oliver all descend on the Victoria Court flat. Oliver seems to be in better spirits and Liz thinks he needs a good night's sleep and everything's going to be fine. Steve is knackered too, but is worried about Oliver and Nick and Leanne both agree that Steve can sleep on their couch. Yes. Who's that going to fly with Tracy? Oh,
0: Tracy seems fine with it the next day when they're trying to get a hold of
1: Steve. Mm. so The past is in the past. They Nick say. calls
0: himself... Oliver's stepdad. Did you notice that?
1: Uh, I think so. Even though
0: Leanne and Nick are not married yet. Eh, That's fine. Interesting.
1: Steve says Oliver has four loving parents. Well, three. (laughs) And a super gran who all make sure that he will get through
0: this. (laughs) Yes.
1: On Friday, Steve is playing with Oliver the next morning. He seems again to be much better. Although Steve hasn't got much sleep for the second night. So he goes home while Oliver picks his nose. Back home, Steve is filling in the family about Oliver. Hopefully, if it is epilepsy, it can be controlled. Emma and Amy talk about nipping into town to get him a present. Aww. And now Steve, don't you eat this cake, says Tracy. And then she leaves with the <laughs> girls. And you know for a fact that Steve's going to eat that cake at right, some point. Right, this
0: random cake that Tracy's going to eat herself.
1: Mm-hmm. David is around to see Leanne, which was funny because Leanne's just kind of what's David doing here? And then you remember Nick's there. Right. Uh, okay. Yeah. David is trying yeah. to see Leanne and give her uh, top tips about living with epilepsy she thinks it's a bit premature but he goes on anyway and tells her not to panic and it's not something that affects him too much on a day to day basis make sure Oliver takes his medication and Leanne isn't too impressed by all this but Nick is very grateful and the two of them high five getting on his, his way head
0: out. knocked about on a daily basis
1: but I don't think he is I don't think he's getting caught I don't think anyone's beating him up
0: I think some people are beating him up because remember his shirt I remember we saw him kind of get beat up.
1: You'd see some kind of bruises on him, wouldn't you? Anyway. I don't know. In the flat, Toya and Leanne are just thinking that everything is going so well with Oliver. Maybe the doctors have got it wrong. And then Nick shouts through that he's fitting again. And he's still fitting when he gets taken away by an ambulance. Leanne going along with. Nick and Toya going off to tell Steve. But Steve has fallen asleep. And no knocking on the door is going to wake him up. Nick is visibly shaken by Oliver's fits. Later... Steve's up and is indeed eating Tracy's cake. Tracy <laughs> but not like that. <laughs> well done. Tracy and Liz come in and explain about Oliver having another seizure. So at the hospital, Leanne is frantic when Steve and others arrive. The doctor comes out and tells him that Oliver's not responding to the drugs. He's still fitting. And so he's been taken away to intensive care. And that is how we finish this week's episodes.
0: Yeah. Little Oliver has—he's not long for this world, is he? Doesn't look like it. No. He's played by three different children.
1: Yeah, they're usually played by at least two.
0: Yeah, there are twins that play him, but then they have a slightly older child that plays him as well for, like, when he has to talk and, like, do things.
1: Oh, actually act. Yeah. Because he's far too young to know what he's doing, so I right. think. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, he's going to be looking for work. <laughs> <laughs> that wee kid, think. During this
0: pandemic, that poor kid.
1: Like. I'll do things to the children.
0: It's so funny. Uh What? <laughs> no, not that, but uh the what's his name who played Robert tweeted yesterday something about remember you know remember that time that I decided to leave a TV show at absolutely the wrong time? Right.
1: <laughs> But a lot of them will be thinking that. Yeah. That little pretend exodus that they had. Right. Where they were going to... People were going to go off to crack the states. Right. I wonder how that's working out. Yikes. Yeah. But if you wait until you know things, then you'd never do anything. Mm-hmm. So, that's true. And so, and I
0: mean, who could have predicted a pandemic? Right. <laughs> hey, epidemiologists and scientists, maybe.
1: Yeah, I yeah. seem to remember, end of December, start of January, that people were pretty much doing exactly that.
0: Yeah, and nobody was listening to them. No, oh, no. Except for me.
1: China was so far away.
0: Right, and, you know, SARS and H1N1 really didn't impact us that much. Because we had actual yeah. presidents back then.
1: And now, now, that's... That's for our other podcast. It doesn't exist. So, Oliver. Yeah,
0: Oliver is going to die.
1: Well, they don't know what he's, what's wrong with him, which is kind of worrying. I
0: think we're going to find out next
1: week. Right. And it's going to be, what, terminal? Oh, no, I don't want another terminal illness.
0: If he's seizing and, and he's not responding to medication and he's still seizing... If he's been seizing all this time this whole episode, pretty much and he's that young where his nervous system and everything isn't quite as developed as like an adult mm-hmm. I, I can't imagine that he's going to be able to get through this and still be Oliver
1: I don't really have an awful lot of knowledge on the subject like 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 most subjects hmm. I can't imagine that a prolonged fit would be very good for you no maybe doing some damage to your brain yeah perhaps And Ugh. for a three year old this is Leanne's only child
0: well no she's got Simon
1: yeah but she's given birth to Simon
0: yeah but she's adopted him and she considers him her son
1: yeah but that's different
0: it's not.
1: Of course it is.
0: No. My mother doesn't love my brothers any less than it's she loves me.
1: Still different. Birth child to adopted child. There's, there's, as much as you'd like to think that it wasn't, there's got to be some kind of. It's just a man a who hasn't adopted anybody. It's not to do anything. It's
0: the same.
1: It's not the same. I really feel for Leanne in this. And she's frantic with worry. And she's not getting any answers Oh, how devastating Yeah Steve's like, well (laughs) Whatever, I've got
0: This is his only son though
1: I've got hundreds, well surely it doesn't matter just because it's a son Eh If you're saying that uh, Birth and adoptive Doesn't matter, then certainly Male and female doesn't matter
0: To some dudes I think it matters I don't know if Steve is that kind of a dude though you know, the whole I need a son to carry on the family name, blah 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 blah. Bullshit.
1: Yeah, I don't think he's that guy.
0: Yeah.
1: He is an idiot though. He is. I don't know. Let's on that fuel for most of us.
0: Yes, absolutely.
1: Yeah. Moment of the week.
0: David crossing out mother and writing Gail in in the in the in the birthday card and Gail reading it. Yeah, On the couch. Oh, it's just so delightful.
1: As I took the little snag for a tweet, mm-hmm. I thought, I'm going to be using this yeah. exact same yes. <laughs> for a moment Absolute of the week.
0: Absolute moment of the week material. So and we it- haven't given it to a plat oil.
1: No, I don't think we have. David has had it before. Yes. I don't think
0: Gail has. That's because you hate Gail.
1: Mm-hmm. That's exactly why.
0: 'Cause I think I wanted to give it to her monologue when David almost when uh in the very beginning oh, doing the uh, show.
1: Episode one and we didn't do moment of the week at that point.
0: Yeah. Oh. I think there were other times kind of like that. But anyway, yes, that's our Moment of, of the, of the week.
1: week Moment of the Week. Boring moment of the week.
0: Rita and Audrey can all head up because Evelyn has a boyfriend. hmm Boring. I found it boring. It didn't. It didn't seem. It seemed like filler content. Didn't it seem like filler content?
1: Well, yeah, David and Craig going jogging was pretty dull.
0: Yeah, but we can't give boring moment of the week to the same person we gave moment of the week. to. I think we have, we've
1: done that in the past. I have think. We? Mm-hmm. I think there is precedent.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I don't really care one way or the other. You pick.
0: Well, I've already picked.
1: I can't remember what it was. It
0: was that boring.
1: Oh, Evelyn. Evelyn?
0: Not Evelyn, but Rita and Audrey getting all... Cooey. Cooey over Evelyn getting invited to a dance in the middle of the day.
1: (laughs) An afternoon dance.
0: An afternoon dance. How exciting is an afternoon dance? Yeah, not very. Yeah.
1: That's it. For a moment of the week. <laughs> for a moment of the week. If you've ever scored a name out on a birthday card, write and tell us about it and make sure to score out our name too. Mm-hmm. We are the talk of the street at gmail.com on email, which by pure coincidence is also how you can leave a voicemail on Skype or leave some droppings in our virtual tip jar on PayPal. We are at Cory Podcast on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Thank you for making it to the end of another. In- oh. Like and review on iTunes.
0: Yes, please.
1: Don't leave us on Twitter.
0: No. (laughs) Throw some virtual money in our virtual tip jar. I've said that. Yes. Well, I'm reiterating it. (laughs) This is a pandemic on.
1: We'll be back next week with more Talk of the Street. Talk of the Street.
0: Bye. Cheerio.